0: Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience in Allen, Texas, or at church1132.com. Here we go. The scripture we're going to look at is in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. It's gonna be up here on the screen. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, now go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus's feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked them, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I'm gonna speak to you for the next few minutes of this title, Come Back for More. Come back for more. I'm about to pray and we're gonna get started. Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to speak your word. God, I thank you your word is alive and it is active. It speaks to whatever situation we're going through, whatever situation we're in, God, and I thank you for every need that's represented. God, I thank you. We don't got to look anywhere else, but we can fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I pray as we open your word, you open our hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on. So, little story. I remember one time I heard about this restaurant called The Palm Dallas. Now, The Palm Dallas is a steakhouse in Dallas, of course, and I've heard about this amazing awesome juicy huge steak that was so good that you couldn't ever leave one bite because once you took one bite it would make you more and more hungry and it was just some of the best steak around so i remember hearing this and it got me really excited because i love steak and i think if jesus was walking the earth today he would eat steak every single day with some mashed potatoes and maybe some macaroni and cheese depending on where it's from right but here's the thing i remember hearing about this steak And I remember walking away from that, and I would hear people talking about food, or I'd get really excited about food, and I would tell people, Oh my gosh, you need to go to the Palm Dallas. It is some of the best steak in Dallas. It's so good, it's so amazing. But in reality, I had never even been there myself. And what's crazy is based on somebody else's experience, I was so willing and so excited to tell people about it, but I had never got to taste it for myself. Sometimes I think I can mix up and we can mix up knowing about something with actually personally experiencing it. And when it comes to God, I found in my own life, sometimes I can hear things, I can hear people talk about things, but when I look in my own life, I realize something. Man, I don't know if I've ever experienced that for myself. There's a scripture in Psalm 34 chapter eight, and it talks about tasting and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. I remember hearing this scripture when I first got saved, and I believed in it, and I trusted it, just like kind of pastor was talking about an exhortation. I wanted to believe in it with all my heart. I wanted to believe God was good. I had a great salvation experience where I know he changed my life, but I remember leaving that, and after a few weeks, life started hitting. I would look at the news, and I'd see all these things, and these all awful things happening, just like in London the other day at that concert. I mean, crazy things would happen, and I think in my mind, I started almost pulling away a little little bit, being like, man, is God really good? Just like to this steakhouse, the steakhouse story, I think sometimes I base what I say about things that I've heard rather than things that I've actually got to experience myself. It wasn't that I didn't want to believe God was good. I think I just didn't really need know how to taste and see for myself. Have you ever wanted to have a desire for God, but you didn't know how? Have you ever wanted to be hungry for more of the things of God, but you did not know how to get it? I found that saying I'm hungry for God is way easier than the actual thing and the actual commitment it takes to walk out hunger. In other words, the concept of hunger is way easier than the commitment it takes to walk it out. You know, the word... The the whole plan, the whole in the Bible, when you see in Genesis, the original plan for God was for us to have real, amazing, authentic relationship with him. I'm talking about a vibrant relationship with God. That was the plan from all along. The Bible teaches us that Jesus came to give life and that life more abundantly. Pastor Dustin loves to say this, and we say it all the time, that we don't want to take just what's given. We want to take what's available. You know, salvation is given. I'm not trying to downplay salvation at all. It is the greatest thing, the most important thing, but that salvation is supposed to lead to what's available, which is an awesome life-giving, life-changing relationship with Jesus that can only come from Him. Abundant life isn't anything except a life filled with pursuing Jesus and running after Jesus. We do not want to take what's given. We want to take what's available and abundant life with Jesus is what's available. This life is available to anybody who wants it, no matter who it is. So I worked at a restaurant for some time and it was a great restaurant, loved it so much. But you know what? I remember when I first got hired, I was a little bit scared of my bosses. Don't ask me why. I'm like a really outgoing person and I'm really loud and everything, but they just had this thing about them. For some reason, you ever met one of those people where it's like you love everyone, you're not really scared of anyone, but you see this one person, you're like, man, something is wrong with this guy. He's always stressed. He's always angry. I'm like, what is going on with him right now, you know? But I remember after a while, I would get super hungry whenever I'd be working. So I'd be super hungry, but I was too scared of him to go up to him and be like, hey, uh, can I get some food? Because I didn't want him to think I was a slacker or I didn't work hard or anything like that. So I would just keep my hunger and I would stay hungry and work through it. And I felt like I wasn't able to really, I guess, operate at my best level because I was so hungry. So I remember one time I was so hungry. It was late at night. Go up to the table. I take some food. I'm walking back to the kitchen and I remember looking at this and being like, wow, they only took one bite off this side of the plate and there's still all of this food over here that wasn't touched. No one, like, I mean, I don't even think they breathed on it so it must be good to eat. So I remember walking over to the trash can and I did what any normal person would do. I took that piece of food and I ate it. But you know what's crazy? After a little bit of time, I realized that my boss was actually really cool, and I could go up to him. I mean, I could be like, hey, can I get food? He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, go get some food. But you know what I found? That the ability to find a clean piece of food that somebody else paid for or somebody else worked for, being able to take that out, it took less effort on my part. It was quicker, cost me less, so I could just go and take somebody else's food instead of getting my own. You know, when it comes to serving God, I've found that it's way, way easier to come into church and eat somebody else's food. When in reality, the relationship God gave us wasn't so we can have somebody else's relationship. It's so we can have a relationship of our own and eat our own food and learn to get our own food. We don't have to look at and go to somebody else's scraps. We can get our own food because of the abundant life available through Jesus. Jesus came to give life in that life more abundantly. We can find God for ourselves. You know, the Bible says this, the more we seek God, the more we get to find him. There's an awesome scripture in Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Usually I read it in the NIV, but I love what it says in the message version. It says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else— I'll make sure you won't get disappointed. I'm going to read that one more time. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't get disappointed. Now, this is a promise from the word of God that when we seek him, when we get serious about seeking him, we will find him. I think there's one thing, though, that sometimes is, I guess, an issue is this says that when you get serious about finding me, when you seek me with your whole heart, I can't seek God with my whole heart if my heart's so full of all the things from this world. Sometimes it gets hard to seek God with everything and get super serious about seeking him with everything because we're so full of everything the world has, everything the world's throwing at us, and it's so hard. And I look at God sometimes and I'm like, God, I want to be able to go after you. I want to hunger for you. I want to seek you with everything. But sometimes it it seems like God is so far off when everything of this world is so available, so easy to go to. It's always in front of me. I feel like the enemy knows exactly when I need to be tempted to eat something that won't be good for me. I feel like he knows just what he needs to put in front of me in order to make me fall, and sometimes I just look and I feel like God sometimes is just so far off. Have you ever felt that before? Because we need to understand, though, no matter what, when we seek God, we will find Him if we seek Him with all of our heart. The God is a God of unlimited goodness and unlimited grace. I'm so thankful that there is always more to Him, no matter what, there's always more to God. I'm thankful that we never reach an end goal, that there's more after more after more, and just when I think I could figure everything out, guess what? There's a whole nother layer and there's so much more to God. I wouldn't have been able to serve God if it was something boring. I'm just going to say, I used to be an addict. I was a drug addict for years and you know what? I needed a thrill and I just want to let you know, nothing, no drug is more thrilling, no drug is more satisfying than Jesus is. He's so much better. He's so much more fulfilling. He's so much more satisfying. That is the God we serve and that is the God that available. We need to empty ourselves out of the world in order to fill ourselves up with God. Practically, you want to know what worship does? It's the way to empty yourself out of all the things and the impurities of this world, and it humbles yourself, and it's saying, God, in the midst of everything going on, I want you, and I want you to know something. When you do that, when you come before him humbly and worship him, you will empty yourself out, and when you empty yourself out, it will allow you a place and position you to a place where you can receive and seek and find God, but you got to empty yourself out of the world. We have to make room for God. You know, there's a difference between physical and spiritual hunger. Physically, when I eat, I'll get full but spiritually when you eat you get more hungry and more hungry and more hungry because we were created and made to be able to seek God and to find God and when we do it positions us and puts us into a place where we want more of him and more of him and more of him when you desire the things of this world they will fill you but you won't be satisfied but when you desire God you won't get full and you will be completely satisfied always wanting more what if i told you that you can have a vibrant relationship Relationship with Jesus, this vibrant rela- relationship isn't just given, but it's available. My relationship with Jesus became fun, it became real, and it became awesome whenever I realized that I could eat for myself. I didn't have to come in here and get spoon-fed. This was a supplement. This wasn't my life support. I could come in here, yes, and I could get set on fire and everything. But I learned that I could go home and I could eat by myself. We gotta understand that we have to be able to eat for ourselves. But before we learn to eat for ourselves we have to be able to know we got to work up a hunger and an appetite for God we have to desire him so the question is how do we get hungry for God how do we desire him you know back in this story in Luke chapter 17 we have these 10 lepers are these 10 lepers Now, if you didn't know about leprosy, leprosy in the New Testament, it resembles sin. It was people who would be called dirty or they would be unclean. It says the reason they were standing at a distance is because if I was to have leprosy and you didn't, I'd have to be so far away from you, and every time I walk, I'd have to yell out, unclean, 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 to let people know that I had issues, to let people know that I wasn't made clean, and you had to let everybody know, and they say it was a sickness where your skin would start to get all these spots on, it, and eventually your limbs could start falling off. It could lead to paralysis. It could lead to death. And it was something so looked down upon. So we have these 10 lepers who had been just living life Going throughout it, an outcast looked down upon, and they got to a place where they became three things that I believe. So I'm going to look at this, and I mainly want to talk about the one leper. Said in the story that one leper came back, I want to talk about this one leper. A few of these points, I'll be mentioning all ten of them, but I want to mainly focus on one leper. So here we go, three things we can take from the leper to help us desire God. Number one, he was desperate. Desperation, in Luke chapter 17, verse 12 through 13, it says, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. I want you to know something. Desperation is always fueled by some sort of need. I can imagine that these lepers had been going on day after day, hoping and wishing that they could get healed from this disease. They were sick of it. They were tired, just like I was saying, they were an outcast to society. They were looked down upon. They weren't allowed to be around their families. They weren't allowed to be in any workplace. They had to be separate from all the community. And they were probably at the end of themselves thinking, what can somebody do? I guarantee you they tried going to doctors if they could. They tried doing all these things, but nothing was able to work. We need to understand something, that if the need is bad enough, we will always come to God. They had a need, these lepers, that only God could meet. A key to desiring God is recognizing that we have a need. If we don't have a need, we will never desire God. But when we understand that there is a need that we can't fulfill ourselves, or we can't do it ourselves, that positions us in a place to be able to go for God, and go to Him, and He can do what only He can do. And here's what's crazy. Sometimes, and I know I've fallen into this before, where in my mind, I think the issues That I'm in are too bad for God to be able to help. I've been doing this too long. I've been stuck in this sin for too long, and it's like I won't be able to get out of this. God won't be able to get me out of this. And I almost limit God based on what I feel like I've gotten me into. And I want you to know something there's something called grace that covers every mistake, every sin, every single thing. It doesn't matter what need you have, Jesus is the solution. Bottom line, it doesn't matter what answer you're looking for, it's found in Jesus. No matter what it is, whatever you're looking for, you can find it in Jesus. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, In my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and his glory. Doesn't matter what the need is, every single need that we are looking for or we're after, every single need that we have, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, we can go to Jesus and he has what we need. It doesn't matter what it is, God has the power to do it. We all have needs, but usually we just end up going to the wrong places to fill them. That's just what it is. Sometimes we don't understand Jesus, and I didn't understand for so long that he was everything I was ever looking for. So I'd go to other things to try to fill me up, and even though it would maybe help me feel better for a minute, it left me at a worse place than I ever wanted to be. It took me further than I ever wanted to go, and I remember just thinking, saying, man, there has to be more, and I want you to know, whatever needs you have, it's meant to be fulfilled in Jesus. We were created to be fulfilled in and through Jesus. What we feel, we will feel what we need one way or another, but only God will truly be able to satisfy. This leper had a need which caused him to be desperate enough to cry out for God. Anytime Jesus stops in the Bible, anytime he looks and he gives people his attention, I wanna know what caused it to happen. I wanna look at that and be like, hey, what caused Jesus in the middle of what he was doing? He was on his way to Jerusalem to go to the cross, but even in the midst of that, something made him stop where he was, give some people his attention, in order to help them be able to do what they needed to do and get what they needed to get. And you know what it was? These lepers had desperation. They were desperate. They were desperate for God. They were desperate for him to move. And if we have a little bit of desperation, I want you to know something. It can stop Jesus right where he is in order to look towards you. He'll turn towards you no matter what when you are desperate. Jesus and God, they love desperation desperation knows no decency. Pastor Dustin says this all the time. I think sometimes we can easily look at whatever situation we're in. And if too many people are around, oh, it's not normal for me to be able to scream and shout for Jesus. But if, the, if you're desperate enough and if the need is great enough, I want you to know something. You will cry out and it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. You just have to understand that if the need is great enough, you can only go to Jesus. And desperation, no matter what it is, will be something to be able to draw his attention attention towards you. We have to understand that we need to be desperate. This means that if the need is great enough, I'll do whatever it takes. I can't worry about being modest when I have a need that only Jesus can fill, but we don't want to only be desperate in the bad times. We got to understand that we need to be desperate in the good times as well. Number one, this man was desperate with the need. Number two, he was obedient. This man was obedient. Obedience. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest, and as they went, they were cleansed. Jesus told him, Hey, go show yourself to the priest, and as they went, they were cleansed. So, what they did is they took Jesus at his word, they took him at his word, they listened to what he said, and after they listened to what he said, they didn't just hear it and say, Go show yourself to the priest and sit there and stop. They said, Okay. I'm going to take a step. And it's funny because I love what Pastor Justin was just saying during exhortation. Sometimes we have to take a step before we see the breakthrough. And I can imagine it says as they went. It didn't say the first step. It said as they were going. So they were obedient. They didn't get mad because it didn't happen in their time, because it wasn't automatically. But they said, I'm going to go show myself to the priest. And even though I might look like an idiot, and even though I maybe other people won't be able to understand it because I know I'm not supposed to be around these people because of my leprosy, you know what? I'm going to keep walking And as they went, because they were obedient to what Jesus said, they got healed. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. The more obedient we are to what Jesus says, the more we will have a desire to obey. The deeper we go in relationship, the more we desire. And the more we desire, the more obedient we become. If you wanna be able to be more obedient, there's one thing called personal devotion to Jesus. As you are personally devoted to him, and you listen to what the word says, and you spend time with him in prayer, I want you to know your devotion will go through the roof, and whenever he asks you to do something, you'll understand that he's faithful, and you'll understand who he is, and it will allow you to obey at a different level. I remember I used to hear people talk about, Jesus wants you to do this, and Jesus wants you to do that, and you know, the truth is, until I started learning to seek God for myself, and pray for myself, and read the word for myself, it was just a bunch of talk, but once I learned to get in my prayer closet, without my prayer list go through my prayer list and pray for myself because i was desperate for god i was able to see him start to move in my life and i would look at the word and i used to tell i can't hear the voice of god well the good news is we have a book of every single thing he has ever said everything we will ever need to know and i want you to know you always can hear what god wants to say because of the word of god obedience unlocks the presence of god when we're obedient, it will unlock God's presence in our life as we say yes to what he says. And as we go, just like the lepers did, as they went, God's presence was unlocked in their life and he was able to touch them. God loves our obedience. We can't, be on, we can't only be obedient whenever we have a need, but we need to be obedient daily. Number one, he was desperate with the need. Number two, he was obedient to what God said. And now number three, and this is primarily the one who came back, because that's exactly what the point is. Number three is this one came back. He came back. Verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. See, this one leper, after he got what he wanted, probably waiting years, probably just hopeless, wondering, man, what is going on? I need something to happen in my life. I need Jesus to touch me into my life. I need something to happen. He said, after he saw what happened, He wasn't just going to be like the other nine who just went off on their way. He said, man, I need to go back and thank God. I need to go thank the person who saved me. I need to go thank the person who just cleansed me. So what did he do? He came back. Too often, I feel like we are more like the nine and less like the one. So many times we want God for what he can give, but true hunger is wanting God because of who he is. I'll say that again. Too many times we only want God for what he can give. But true hunger is wanting God for who he is. This leper realized that by Jesus fulfilling this need, pointed to how good God really was. And he realized after how good Jesus was, it made him have the choice. He made the choice to come back to Jesus. He made a choice. Hunger isn't huge events, but it's small, ordinary choices. Craig Rochelle says this, successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. I'm going to change this up a little bit to kind of fit this sermon. Hungry Christians do consistently what normal Christians do occasionally. And I want you to know what that is. It's simply the ability to come back. So often we go to God whenever we have a need. We will be obedient in that moment and we'll listen to what he says. But then after that, we go back about our business, going back to the same old things, the same old patterns. And we go back to the same place we ended up before. Why? Because we forgot to come back. We have to come back. We have to come back. We always have to come back to Jesus. I don't always feel like it, but I just have to make the choice, the conscience decision, no matter what, that I'm going to come back. You know, hunger starts out as a choice, but it always turns into a feeling. Here's a perfect example of this. My wife is a great cook. I mean, she kills it, and she meal preps for us and. I love Brahms for some reason now. I've just, I'd been on this like Brahms thing where I've just been eating all these Brahms burgers and these chicken nuggets with these Brahms sauce. I don't know what was going on. But then I realized I didn't like the way I was headed. So what happened? Me and my wife, we started cooking really healthy and eating healthy food. And at first I didn't feel like doing it But you know what? Because I see the results of it and how I actually do feel and how amazing it is, guess what? Now I feel like eating healthy food and I don't feel like eating the bad food. You know, actually, sometimes I do, depending on what mood you catch me. But the point is, you don't always feel like it. But after you make the choice enough, I want you to know it becomes a behavior and it becomes natural and you end up feeling like it. James 4, chapter 8, or James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw near to God and he would draw near to you. Make the choice to come to, to God because he already made the choice to come to you. I've learned this, that you could come back to church without truly coming back to Jesus. That I could sit here and I could sit down in these seats and I've been through it through personal experience and I've came and I've sat down heard sermons but in my heart I was just coming to church and I never had any desire to change I never had any desire to be hungry for the things of God and I left here and no change ever happened because even though I was here physically I wasn't here spiritually we can come back to church without coming back to Jesus the power isn't in coming back to church the power is after we're desperate and then we get obedient and then we come back to Jesus I want to put up this story, or a picture of me, actually. I believe it's up here. Tell you a little story about my life. So, man, thank you, Lord. So if you don't know, this picture on the left was about the, when I said I got out of jail a week before I came, this was my mugshot right before I went into jail. About a week after this is when I ended up getting saved. And this was nine months later. Now, I want you to hear this because What was crazy is i would go and i got so fed with the world and i got so desired with the things of the world everything culture told me to be be and everything the world told me is important i ended up indulging myself eating 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 till i was full and you know what so many times i was like these lepers where i would hit a spot and i'd look around and be like how did i get here and i'd come to god And then I'd get set free or I'd feel a little bit better. But you know what? I'd go right back to the same place, doing the same things. And I would end up worse than I was before. You know, I never wanted to get here. I never, ever wanted to get here. But it was like I woke up one day after cycle, after cycle, after cycle. And I looked around and I was just like, how did I get here? Have you ever done that? You woke up and you looked at your life. You look at the choices you made and you realize that it started out with such a small, innocent choice. But it turned into something you never, ever, ever intended it to be. That's how sin works. That's how the desires of this world work. It might seem enjoyable for a moment, but it will end to death. And I want you to know something. It's so, so easy, so much easier than I thought to make this change. See, I was trying to do this in my own strength a lot of times. I would be like, oh, I can change. I can do it. And this is what I would say. Oh, I'm too bad. I've done too much, so I can't come to God. I have to try to clean myself up first. But in reality, we can never do anything in our own strength, in our own might. He's the one who does it. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who cleanses us. He's the one who makes us whole. It is His grace, His grace, His grace. And it's freely given just like it's freely received. And even though I didn't mean to end up in this place, thank God I made the choice to come back, which got me to that place. And I feel like there are some people in here. And you're sick of making that choice. You're sick of making the choice that leads to death. And you're sick of making the choice that leads you in the same old cycle over and over and over again. And there's really good news for you. All you have to do is seek God. And when you seek Him with your whole heart, guess what? You will not be disappointed. I just need to stay desperate for Jesus obedient to what he says and always come back for more and when i do this over and over again even when i don't feel like it even when all my situations seem like they i shouldn't do it just like pastor was saying in exhortation my goodness or what i base god being good off of is not my circumstances but the word of god and the word of god God says that god is for us and if he's for us who can be against us we got to choose life We got to choose to run after Jesus. I'm going to read this scripture one more time before I pray for us. Jeremiah 29, 13. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't get disappointed. Will you stand up with me? Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.